Hey everyone, welcome to this week's broadcast of Water, Wind, Wine Ministries. I am riding in the car, not driving it as you can see, so I wanted to share a little bit about receiving from God. There are so many things going around right now about receiving from God and not being able to receive from God, and people have kind of swung one way and then the other. Basically, there used to be this belief system that you had to do all these things to receive from God. You know, you had to go to church and you had to not cuss and you had to read your Bible and you had to not kick the dog and all these things to be able to receive from God. And so basically what that is, is that's earning salvation because every time you receive from God, you're receiving a benefit from salvation. And so there was this concept that you had to be a good person or be a good Christian in order to receive from God. Well, what about the people who are jerks? What about the people who receive from God? They're Christians, but they just act like idiots. What about them? Well, this video is going to very lightly touch on receiving from God and how to do that without being legalistic. So there is a verse that is so unknown in the Bible, it's even in the New Testament, that most people cannot quote it. It is in Colossians. But before I get to that, let's talk about Christianity itself instead of receiving from God. Because this applies to everything. But let's talk about your salvation. Your salvation is something that you have never seen. If you have been saved, you have never seen yourself as a saved person. You might notice that you used to cuss and then God provoked you to stop cussing and now you don't cuss anymore, like in my own life or anything like this. You can see kind of fruit of salvation, but you've never seen salvation. And I would actually venture that if you got into a discussion with an unbeliever about the benefit that you've received from salvation here in this life, they could say, oh, <laughs> she's also preaching. So, <laughs> so people would say maybe that you have just made a change in your life. You've made a behavior change because you've made a mind shift. And so there's a lot of arguments that a person could make that salvation is not noticeable in this life, okay? And especially unbelievers could make this argument. So do you believe you're saved? The Bible says that we have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us crying out, Abba, Father, basically confirming that you are saved. The Holy Spirit is an inner witness telling you that you are saved. And so when I think about myself and my salvation, I believe that I'm saved and I have to believe God that I'm saved. And because I believe God that I'm saved, I make decisions about how I'm going to behave going forward. In other words, I look at the Bible and I see how saved people behave and I behave that way. Or I let the Lord talk to me about how I'm supposed to behave and I behave that way because I believe that I'm saved. I believe that when I asked for salvation, God gave it to me. So what does any of that have to do with receiving from God, really? Well, my point is that you can't really tell if you've actually received salvation from God. You just have to believe God that you have received salvation. But let's dig a little bit deeper. How did you get saved? My guess is that you heard some preacher preaching about salvation, most people. I think a couple people I know actually had a visitation from Jesus and they got saved that way. But I do know that almost every single time, it's 
some preacher talking to somebody about salvation and they get saved because they believe what the preacher said. So faith comes by hearing. And so a preacher speaks, you get faith for it, you believe it, and then you say, okay, I'm saved because I've done this and that. I've said this prayer, I've repented, whatever. I've believed Jesus is my Lord, so now I'm saved. But you, when you leave that environment, when you leave that moment, when you have believed that you've been saved, you start to tell people that you're saved. You know, I've seen this in, the, in prisons a lot. You'll go to a prison and you'll preach. Sorry, that was a road track. You go to a prison and you preach and the people will come up to you and they'll say, oh, I'm saved, I've been saved forever. And yet they're in prison, okay? So they were, believe they were saved. They weren't acting saved, but they believed that they were saved. You know, they don't believe that, they're, that they somehow lost their salvation. They believe that they're saved. So what does that, again, have to do with receiving from God? Well, Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 says this. It says, as you therefore have received Christ Jesus, so walk in him. And then it goes on to say in verse 7, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as you have been taught, according, excuse me, abounding in it with thanksgiving. So what is this verse saying? This verse is saying, as you received Jesus, as you receive salvation, that's exactly how you walk out your salvation. That is exactly how you receive anything from the Lord. The same way you hear it first, then you believe for it, and then you receive it. You say, okay, well, I want that. And so Lord, can I have that? And he gives it to you and you have it. But what people do with everything except salvation is that they look to see it before they believe they have it. You've never seen your salvation. It's never been proven to you through the ways I've just illustrated. But you're looking for healing. You're looking for prosperity. You're looking for whatever to believe that you have it before you believe that you have it. And that's not what you did with your salvation. And Colossians 2.6 tells us that as we have received Jesus, so walk in him. So when you believe Jesus for healing, believe Jesus for prosperity, believe Jesus for a spouse, whatever you're believing Jesus for, you have to start walking in the way that a person who had those things that you're believing for would walk in the same way that you walked like a saved person would walk, okay? And so you can think of yourself, if you have prayed for something and you haven't seen it manifest, and you are freaking out about it not manifesting or acting like it hasn't, like you don't have it. For instance, if you, if you pray to God for a new wardrobe and you don't go immediately to your closet and start cleaning out your old clothes to make way for your new clothes, have you really believed it? I would say that you haven't, okay? So... I mean, there is a little bit of a, of a negotiation period. In other words, if I, if I was going to take $300 and go buy new clothes, I wouldn't immediately throw out all the clothes that I had. I would immediately start going through them and getting them ready to throw out. Maybe I would take them with me on my way to go get the new clothes. But, but people don't even do that when they have prayed for something from the Lord. Because, because really, what they're walking in is unbelief. Okay? And, and they, they disguise it as wisdom. They say it's 
wisdom to keep your clothes. It's wisdom to do this and wisdom to do that. And that is fear, actually. Usually it's fear. Not always, but usually it's just fear. And so when you believe you receive something from the Lord, you walk like you have received it already. Just like you walk like you've received salvation, although it's never been proved to you that you have your salvation. Okay? That's the first thing. The second thing I want to talk to you about that goes hand in hand with this is why people don't receive other than not knowing how to do it they also don't receive according to jesus in matthew chapter 17 verse 20 you'll remember this story matthew chapter 17 jesus is up on the mount of transfiguration and he comes down with his um three disciples and then the rest of his disciples are at the bottom of the mountain and there's a, a man there that's brought his son and his son has a demon and the and Jesus cast out the demon but later the disciples asked Jesus why couldn't we cast him out and Jesus says because of your unbelief he doesn't say because you don't have enough faith if you'll remember throughout the New Testament when Jesus is addressing the disciples he calls them oh you of little faith and a lot of people think that that's a derogatory remark by Jesus and God does not degrade you at all it's actually a compliment because Jesus said if you have faith the size of the mustard seed which is the smallest of all the seeds then you can move a mountain so when he was saying oh you have little faith he's saying you already have enough faith to make this thing go away or make this thing happen he was encouraging them in what he'd already given to them so he didn't come down the mountain he said because you guys have no faith he said because of your unbelief and you'll remember that the father when, when Jesus said, the father said to Jesus, Son, uh, Lord, if you can do anything, please help us. And Jesus, I can almost hear the offense in his voice. He goes, if I can do anything, if you can believe. For all things are possible to him who believes. And the, the words of this man, this undeserving, arrogant man, said, were incredible. He said, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. That right there shows me by the fact that the Holy Spirit decided that it was good to leave those words in the Bible for our reading, shows me that you can have belief and unbelief at the same time in your heart. Unbelief, beloved, is caused by division. Division is caused by looking at other things besides Jesus. In other words, if you never knew that there was any way to get any healing, other than Jesus, you would never have a problem getting healing from Jesus. If you had never seen a commercial or never heard a story or never taken a medication about anybody getting healed by a doctor, by a medicine, by a story that wasn't Jesus, you would never know that there was anything besides Jesus. This is the, the fullness of the knowledge of good and evil. This is what it cost us to know good and evil. Okay, so what I'm saying, beloved, is that one of the reasons you're probably not receiving from Jesus is because you're trying to earn it, and you're not just receiving it like you did your salvation, number one. Number two, you probably have a lot of unbelief because you are dividing your belief system. You're saying, okay, well, I know that I can get healed or I can deal with this situation by this way, like by this medicine or by this situation. 
other than the kingdom, other than Jesus manifesting, the word of God manifesting. And when you do that, it causes unbelief in the true, real gospel. If you thought for one minute that there was another way to, for salvation, if you were you know, just chilling, watching some, some show on TV, and somebody came on and said, there's another way to salvation, maybe his name is Muhammad, maybe his name is Jim Jones, maybe whatever, it would cause a little seed of unbelief to come into your heart and say, have I made a mistake? Is, is Jesus the right way or is this other guy the right way? But because that's not dominantly presented to us, so many Christians believe that Jesus is the way and he is, but that's why it's easy for us to believe that is because we're not presented with another opposing idea. And so the spirit of unbelief can't get in us. And so I would tell you that if you're having trouble believing something, or excuse me, if you're having trouble receiving something from Christ, I would immediately cut out anything in your life that opposes the truth of the will of God for that. If you're, if you're believing for money, cut out anything in your life that says you can get money by some other way. Go about it the, the Lord's way. Okay. And so that's my encouragement for you today, beloved, as you have received Jesus, so walk in him. Remember that I love you and that Jesus loves you.